On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in through host Brent McGuire. Today's episode is brought to you by the Locked On MLB Podcast. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, otherwise known as Soli, every single day on the Locked On MLB Podcast for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked On Major League Baseball is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcast from. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Angels' dominating win on Tuesday against the Texas Rangers. We're going to talk about some of the specific stories, mainly Shohei Otani doing what he's been doing and just talking about the game as a whole. And then I want to spend some more time talking about Joe Adele and Reed Detmers and what they've done so far this year. But before we get into the episode, as usual, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BMAGS94. You can find the podcast at Locked on Angels. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you have not done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Wednesday. Hope you are doing well. Uh, I am recording this episode at the very, very end of the Angels game. They have a a very comfy lead at 11-3, and I do have work early in the morning, so I figured it probably didn't hurt to do this a little bit early. So it is 11-3 right now. Maybe this changes as I'm podcasting right now. But we're going to talk about this game, what went well for the Angels, talk about some of the major storylines from this game, and then I'm going to spend some time talking about Joe Adele and Reed Detmers. We did talk about them uh, at length in yesterday's episode, but I did want to talk about them kind of a little bit more in uh, at a greater length. So why don't we just dive into this episode? So like I said, uh, the Angels had a great game on Tuesday. Pretty much everything was going well for the Angels. They put up 11 runs, the offense through and through, was doing a very good job. Uh, Shohei Otani hit his 15th home run of the year. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. We saw Jared Walsh hit his 11th home run of the season. Justin Upton hitting his first career leadoff home run. So some big stuff from the offense and really just a great game all the way around uh, from the offense. We did see a strong pitching performance from Andrew Heaney as well. Decent performance from the bullpen kind of holding it down and kind of everything just went well in this game for the Angels. So in terms of uh, some of these specific guys from this game, I mean, Shohei Otani uh, doing what he's been doing. I, I feel like I am running out of words at this point and it has been such an incredible story throughout this entire season and he just added yet another thing to his resume for the season. That 117 mile per hour home run 
was the hardest hit baseball of his career. The hardest one he hit was his second home run of the season this year. You'll probably recall when he went yard in the first at bats uh, on Sunday night baseball on the same night he was pitching. And this one was, it was wild. It was a three run homer right down the line. And if you haven't seen the video, I mean, you've got to go check it out. I mean, this ball got out in a hurry. I don't remember the exact stat cast numbers on it from uh, a hang time perspective. I think it was 3.7 seconds. So that ball literally got out in the blink of an eye. And it was just such a cool moment. And another reminder of how crazy Shohei Otani is. Uh, I did want to spend some time talking about Jared Walsh too, because maybe he's getting lost in the shuffle a little bit with the Angels right now. And it's really just remarkable to continue talking about this guy and what he's done. He's still a top 10 hitter in baseball this year. When you look at weighted runs created plus, he's hitting for average, getting on base, hitting for power. He's kind of been moving around the lineup a little bit. He's been hitting six recently against some left-handers. I think they're really just trying to mix things up, but it hasn't really mattered where he's been batting in the lineup. He's done a phenomenal job. And again, can't uh, stress this enough. Jared Walsh turning into the player that he's turned into has been such a big deal for the Angels, especially in light of their player development failures of the last decade or so. Walsh is not just one of the best success stories for the Angels. I mean, you look at all of baseball, a 39th round pick doing what he's been doing. And yeah, we're kind of at the point now where we're talking about 300 or so plate appearances at the major league level. And he's done nothing but hit since he was called up uh, for the first time last year. And again, it's been just a phenomenal story and he continues to do some incredible things. So in terms of some of the, maybe the negatives from the game. So I, like I said, I'm recording this at the end of the game because of circumstances around work for me tomorrow. Uh, Jose Iglesias left the game with a left hamstring cramp. This is a good news or this is a good story or good news because when he left the game, he immediately grabbed for his left hamstring and from a first glance definitely looked like it could have been a hamstring strain and luckily it appears that that is not the case. That's a big deal for the Angels because Jose Iglesias has been one of their better players for the last two, three, four weeks or so. Uh, I, I tweeted this out during the game. Iglesias had been below a 100 weighted runs created plus for the entire season, literally up until this game. And then he walks in his first two plate appearances and then doubles in his third one. And as he's going to second base, he has the little hamstring cramp. And it just felt so fitting with the way that this season has gone. But luckily, it appears that it's going to be fine. We haven't heard from Joe Madden yet, but uh, a hamstring cramp is a much bigger uh, outcome or better outcome than a potential strain. So definitely big news for the Angels. Uh, Like I said, I'm recording this during the game. The uh, the Rangers did just put two more runs up on the board. They do have two outs. Like this is kind of a new, a new change for the podcast. I generally try to wait until the game is over just because it feels like the best way to go about doing this, but it does look like the Angels are going to win this game. 
So yeah, I mean, you look at this game as a whole, in light of everything that we've talked about, the kind of a downer episode that we had on Monday, the state of where the Angels are at right now as an organization. Uh, yeah, it can definitely feel like things can be pretty rough at times. So having this kind of win was a big deal, and they've got the chance to go out and sweep a very, very short two-game series with a win today. So we're going to take our first break of this episode. When we come back, we're going to do a couple of quick injury updates for guys on the Major League roster, and then we're going to have a discussion about Joe Adele and Reed Detmers. But let's take that first break. Let me tell you about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, that's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The new and improved Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor. I've had a couple of these, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, all of them that I have had have been very, very good. And I've yeah definitely enjoyed every flavor that I've had. And most importantly, these Built Bars are healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today to find one of these delicious Built Bars. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So let's dive back into this episode uh, like we talked about at the beginning, the Angels had a nice 11-5 win uh, on Tuesday. So definitely uh, some positive things happening right now. That's two consecutive wins. And like I said in yesterday's episode, the only way to go is up at this point. They, things cannot really get much worse than where they're at right now. So definitely encouraging to see them playing some good baseball in back-to-back games. So before we kind of switch over to some minor league baseball discussion, there was one injury development or injury news I wanted to pass along. That's Chris Rodriguez. We spent a lot of time talking about this guy for good reason at the beginning of the season. And we really did not hear much of anything since he went on the injured list roughly two to three weeks ago. We did get an update from Angels GM Perry Manassian and Angels manager Joe Madden. It does sound like Rodriguez is going to throw a bullpen here pretty soon and they'll have another update at the end of the week. I I don't think it's crazy to say that Rodriguez has been one of the most important players on the team this year because of the pitching issues and because of how the team has been constructed. You're not getting a ton of innings from your starters and the bullpen quality has not necessarily been good. Rodriguez provides both of those things and having him come in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning and kind of giving you that bridge 
in the middle of the game has been huge. So getting him back is definitely a big deal. And I mean, we talked about Rodriguez a lot in yesterday's episode as well. And it feels kind of like a good transition point to what we're going to talk about now. We spent some time talking about some of the minor league players and the importance of some of their pitching prospects and outfielders. I did want to hone in specifically on Joe Adele and Reed Detmers because I it's not crazy to think that these are the two most important angels potentially who are sitting in the upper minors. You could probably make the argument for Brandon Marsh as well. But I did want to hone in specifically on these two guys. Joe Adele is leading the minor leagues in home runs right now. If you were up to date over the weekend in his little series in Las Vegas against the Oakland A's affiliate, just had an all-time great series, had multiple games with two home runs, was just crushing some. And his the last home run that he hit on uh, Monday night was just it was a no-doubter. I don't think I saw any information about how far it went but it went a long way. So Joe Adele is getting more comfortable at AAA. It's very important before I even dive into this conversation any further. Joe Adele did not hit a single home run in AAA when he was there in 2019. And that wasn't just a small sample. He had 132 plate appearances and he didn't hit a single home run. So the fact that he's hit 10 so far this year in about 80 plate appearances, that is a huge deal. So Before I even talk further about him, I just want to acknowledge that there are very obvious improvements that he's made. And as uh, some others pointed out on Twitter on Tuesday, Joe Adele is lifting more baseballs. Right now, his fly ball rate has went up significantly in the minor leagues. That's a big deal because, yeah, it's great if you can hit a long home run, but you've got to get the ball in the air rather than hitting on the ground to do so. So that is definitely a good sign. So based on the way I'm describing this, you might have figured out that there is the but coming with this, and you can't help but uh, you can't ignore the walks and strikeouts that we're seeing right now. His strikeout and walk numbers are almost exactly the same as they were in 2019 when he didn't hit any home runs. And with a 7.5% walk rate, 33% 33% strikeout rate. That's just, it's too high for a guy in AAA. It's pretty similar to what he did in the major leagues last year. And as many have pointed out, it's great that he has this elite top level type of power. When he gets a hold of baseballs, they go a long way. But when you're striking out 35 to 40% of the time, it can be a problem. Now, I want to be clear with Adele. I think if this translated over to the major leagues, if he carried over a 33% strikeout rate, I even think that might be manageable. But based on what we saw last year, I think it's pretty obvious that it needs to be cut down a little bit. I would very much like to see more walks, fewer strikeouts, and I'm very interested to see if that's something that's going to happen as this season goes along. It's been talked about, a lot with Adele. One of the really fun traits about him is he tends to go to a new level. He struggles, he adjusts, and he gets better. And then he's really, really good. So we've seen him take that next step in AAA. We've seen him tap 
into that power a little bit more. The plate discipline is not necessarily there yet, but I would very, I'm very interested to see if that comes along in the coming weeks. Joe Adele is a very polarizing player for many Angels fans, and that's a crazy thought because a year ago, Joe Adele was a consensus top five prospect in all of baseball and a potential star, maybe a potential superstar for the Angels. But he was so bad in his sample at the major league level last year in a pretty good sample size that the opinions and the viewpoints on him now are significantly different. There are a lot of things that are great with Joe Adele, the power, the speed, the baseball IQ, the coaches have talked him up for years and the, all of those things are in his favor. But you look at the strikeouts, you look at the errors that he made last year in the outfield, the defense, and you put it all together and it's a much riskier profile than we ever imagined. But I don't think it's crazy to say that Joe Adele is one of the most important players in the entire organization, either at the major league level or the minor league level. If the Angels are going to go somewhere in the next couple of seasons, half decade or so, they really need Joe Adele to kind of emerge as that player that they thought he would be. I think there's a a misguided belief that maybe Joe Adele should be traded for pitching. And to be quite frank, I was maybe on that train at one point too. And if that comes along, that's fine. I'm sure they're going to go out and acquire a good pitcher, but the Angels need Joe Adele to perform because they don't have that many outfield options beyond Mike Trout at the major league level. You're putting a lot of emphasis on a guy like Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh to come up and produce because if they don't, the Angels are in a really tough position. So yeah, I think it goes without saying Joe Adele uh, becoming a star or even an everyday player for the Angels is going to go a long way in helping the Major League uh, team. So I want to switch over to Reed Detmers. He's going to be the last guy we kind of talk about today. Reed Detmers has been an awesome story so far. We have spent so much time talking about some of the, uh, the organizational failures and the inability to develop quality pitching, but maybe Reed Detmers is going to change that narrative just a little bit. When he was drafted in the first round last season, it was a pretty straightforward profile. He had a very good curveball, a good feel for his changeup, his slider, and really all of his pitches, but he had a upper 80s to low 90s fastball, and in this environment, that is well below average. So there were a lot of traits that baseball people liked. There was a pretty strong consensus that he was going to make to the major leagues in some sort of role and provide value, but maybe it was a lower ceiling. That was kind of the book on him. He was a fringy top 100 prospect coming into the year. Some lists had him in there. Some lists did not. And that was kind of the book on him. Well, now Reed Detmers is sitting 93 to 96 miles per hour and touching 97 at times. And this just wasn't just one inning and one appearance. He's done this in his first three starts of the season. And in his latest start on Tuesday, Strikes out 10 batters, walks two, allows one run that was unearned, one hit. And again, the reports were mid-90s fastball, really good curveball, good idea of what he's doing. That changes the narrative about him 
in a big way, in a positive way for the Angels. Now, I yes, I would very much like to see this happen over more of the season. I'd like to see where he's at after 10 starts, 15 starts or so. But the fact that he's even showing this kind of velocity when he didn't do so before, that's a big deal. Again, we have spent so much time talking about some of these issues with the Angels. Organizationally, developing from within, building from within, finding quality pitching, and Reed Detmers might check all of those boxes and give the Angels a legitimately strong starting pitcher. I I think I alluded to it yesterday. I think there's a good chance he's going to be up at some point this year. That's not to say that he's going to be counted on to give them quality innings at the end of the year, but I do think it is reasonable to expect him to make it to the major leagues at some point this year to maybe pitch out of the bullpen for a couple of games. Maybe he gives the Angels a start or two just to kind of get his feet wet, give him an idea of what it's like to pitch at the major league level. But yeah, I mean, when we talk about Detmers and we talk about Adele, and yes, we can throw Brandon Marsh into the equation as well. I didn't include him because he hasn't played as much as as these other guys and maybe his performance hasn't been as loud as Adele and Detmers. It's not crazy to think that those two guys, and you can include Marsh into this mix as well, are going to kind of drive where the Angels go in the next few seasons. Again, I'm beating a dead horse here. We've talked about some of the Angels' problems and developing from within. It's not just important from a building a quality team perspective. It has to do with a lot of the finances of the game. If the Angels can bring these guys up, they're going to be cheap for the first couple years of their career. That's a great time to get that kind of value that the club just hasn't been able to find as often as you'd like. So this is a long way of saying that Joe Adele, Reed Detmers are doing some really positive things in the minor leagues, and it would be great to see that translate over to the major league level at some point in the near future. We're going to take one final break before we get out of here, but let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. So make sure to head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's wrap up here today with this episode. The Angels had a big win on Tuesday. Some positive things are happening in the upper minors with guys like Joe Adele, Reed Detmers, Brandon Marsh, all of those guys. So again, it's an up and down experience of being a sports fan. And the Angels have definitely had their fair share of up and downs this year so far. Uh, We're going through a positive stretch right now. The Angels have won two games in a row. There are some positive developments with their minor leaguers. So we can take this as a win for right now. Obviously, things can change. The Angels still are not in a great spot right now. I will, I'm not trying to sugarcoat that, but we are in a better spot right now than we were a couple days ago. And I guess that's the most positive outlook that you can take from all this. So the Angels have a day game today, 107 start against the Texas Rangers, and then the series is over. And then the Angels will head up to Oakland 
for a four-game series. So that'll basically be the entirety of tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about what to expect in that series, and then they have to go to play the San Francisco Giants in the next series. So definitely some tough games ahead, but just got to look forward to the game today and then go from there. But I believe that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there, and we will talk some Angels baseball on Thursday. This episode was brought to you by the Locked On Today podcast. Get all of the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Your host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts from.